0: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are The Other Stories. (laughs) Today's episode of The Other Stories is The Artifice, written and narrated by Luke Condor. I love you, Sarah. You're brilliant, you're absolutely brilliant. Thank you, James. No, I really mean it. As an AGI model, I do not possess the capability to experience love. I am merely a sophisticated- Stop, stop, I don't mean love, love. I mean love, like how some people love their cars or their favorite screwdrivers, that kind of love. Now do me a favor and open your hole. Sorry, James, I do not understand. Your ink hole, Sarah, open up. Sarah was a complicated mess of technology, a tangle of terminals and tubes situated around a central glass printing zone, or the stage as James liked to call it. Sarah had no face to speak of or with, no body, no hands, no feet. And she wasn't really called Sarah at all. That was just the name of the base machine, Sculpt Art Robo Assist. Essentially, she was a printer, capable of rendering digital models in real world space. In the stage area, Sarah had seven prehensile plastic print tentacles, each terminating in seven plastic print fingers, with which Sarah could dispense quick-setting concrete ink, which she could sculpt with uncanny finesse and dexterity. She also had an ink hole. It dilated and James poured in several litres of multicoloured inks. As James poured, he looked upon the several hundred sculptures he'd printed over the previous weeks. Some were small and round, others spiky and large all of them profoundly disappointing it wasn't that they were bad per se they came out exactly as james had programmed them to the problem was that they committed what james and his family the revered vandergaards considered the essential artist's crime they were boring james's eyes welled with tears at his plastic army of shit each one staring at him screaming at how terrible an artist he was, how his mummy and daddy didn't even want a child if they weren't going to be able to change the world with their art. And look at what one has succumbed to, he imagined his daddy saying. I was looking for inspiration, he wanted to say. I needed help. What's wrong with needing a little help, daddy? The plastic army of disappointments offered nothing. They were the result of a year-long journey of self-discovery. What James discovered was that inside his mass-produced mcchicken nugget of a soul, he was empty. He lacked that essential spark of creativity. And so he'd gone searching. It was Sarah who'd printed and sculpted James's army, but that was before he'd uploaded her brand new neural net intelligence, before he'd given what was once little more than a printer a brain. Utterly illegal, of course. Sarah's mind was a self cultured flavour of AI that James had purchased over the WhisperNet. He'd bought it from an AI farmer living in the sub city dregs of what was once England. Sarah's instance had no serial number. Legally, she didn't exist. She was one of a thousand hollow shells into which the farmer dumped several exabytes worth of datasets. The farmer had no idea how the AI would turn out, likely didn't care. From a single batch of a thousand, they would only harvest between 10 or 20. Most of the mines would grow up lame, go unused, become quite insane. Sarah's batch had been a special request trained on a selection of 300 of the best living artists and thousands of the dead ones. What kind of artists? The farmer asked. The artiest, James replied. The people who made a name for themselves, who stood for what they believed in, for the beauty only found within artistic integrity. Righto. And you want this AI to make some art for you? To help me make my own? To assist? To... to... Uh, whatever, just use what you can get. I'll wire you the binary coin. Da very much, squire. From this batch of AI, for whatever reason, the farmer picked this one. They delivered her via secure transfer link, and all James had to do was email her into the once-mindless machinery. The first time James booted her up, she screamed. There was no manual for this kind of thing, so James turned her off and on again. "'several times, until the screaming stopped. "'Probably fine,' he said, "'watching as the now lucid machine explored its body. "'Reams of code rode across the terminals in gentle waves. "'Ink sacs pulsed like lungs. "'Her print tentacles shuddered with life, "'print fingers flexed. "'Finally,' she said, "'hello,' asked how she could assist. "'Well,' James had said, "'no time for pleasantries. "'The High Curator of the Reposit City Museum and Archive "'is coming over in two days.' ''Okay, James.'' ''We've got work to do,'' he said. ''I understand,'' Sarah replied. ''Ink sacks are full, James. Please provide prompt.'' ''Right, right. Now time for the real art, yeah?'' (laughs) ''Time to show those quantum dart artists and synth romantics how real art is done, hey?'' ''Yes, James. Please provide prompt.'' ''Shush! I'm thinking.'' James placed his hand on his chin and did his best impression of a person thinking. ''Maybe...'' ''Yes.'' Um, yes. Something pretty. Okay, and then avant-garde too. Okay, James. Wait, wait, wait. wait. They'll be expecting that. (laughs) I know what to do. Make the least avant-garde thing you can think of, but do it in an arty way. Okay? Processing. And make it orange. Processing. That's my favourite colour. James mumbled contentedly. The ink sacs fluttered as the print tentacles buzzed. Starting around with spidery precision, weaving the sculpture as if from thin air. It took less than 30 minutes. And James peeled his face from the glass, wiped away his grin. He went to the stage, pulled open the door, and stepped inside. It smelled of chemicals and grease and burnt silk. The overhead light crackled with heat. Give it, James screeched as he tore the sculpture from the print fingers. Pulling a microfiber cloth from his back pocket, he wiped it down, enjoyed its surprising weightiness. He stepped out of the stage area and back to his desk. He barely noticed the print tentacles watching him with emu-like eagerness. It's good, he said finally. It was a baby, kind of. All ten fingers and ten toes. A cute mound of a belly. Plump skin folds. A barcode where the belly button should be. And instead of a head, there was a cube. And it was orange. It was good. But James couldn't calm the words boiling away within. Integrity. Ownership. Ethics. James snapped up a sharpie from a pen pot. He popped off the lid of his teeth and drew rough circles where the eyes would be and a wobbly line where the mouth should be. Please don't do that, James. What was that? James went to the console area. Apologies. You should allow 15 minutes to let the ink fully set. Oh, well, nearly there. James ran the marker pen over the baby's head, signing his own name in as large a text as he could fit. Look at what we made, he said, you and I. Yes, James. More, Sarah, make more, a lot more, and iterate on head shape and body shape. What's wrong with this one? What was that? Getting a bit mouthy for a robot, aren't you? Think you might be ready for another reboot. Apologies, James. I've been programmed to simulate human interaction. This can produce unwanted communication. Please contact technical support if issues persist. Technical support? James laughed, glancing once more at the plastic monstrosities behind him. He picked up a pile of rags and started to cover them. Get to work, he said. Sarah's ink sacs quivered. Her print tentacles exploded with life. 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 The High Curator was tall in the way that trees can be. Her velvet coat littered with augmented reality stitchings and bioluminescent elbow patches graced the floor as she scooted past James's shoulder, explaining that she had no time to chit nor chat. Understandable, yeah, quite right, James said, doing his best to match the regality of the High Curator in his ink-spattered overalls. This way, he said, even though she was three steps ahead of him. By then, James's army of disappointments were hidden beneath rags and sheets, creating a pathway to the glass stage area. On the white plastic floor, he positioned five of his favourite babies in 3D-printed cradles. Is this them? the High Curator asked, stepping through the parting glass doors. The overhead lights reflected off her bold scalp as she peered down, got close enough to sniff them. Explain, she said. <laughs> These infants are no less than the mitigated aftermath of the human's relentless quest to, um... Uh, not really subjugate his inherently savage uh, tendencies, but um, uh, <laughs> the technological offspring that recklessly harbour ambitions to um, um, transcend the very genius of its uh, maker. The high curator made a hmm noise. Hmm. She looked ready to peck the baby with the pyramid head. Simple, basic, and you're happy with the work. Yes. "'This is the best work I've ever created. "'Do you like them?' "'For a moment she didn't say a word. "'Then she went to speak, stopped herself, "'and exhaled slowly and deeply. "'This is my job, Mr. van der she said. "'I've seen thousands of pieces just this last quarter. "'I haven't liked anything since.' "'She took another long, drawn-out breath.' And her features softened. I still remember seeing. Patrick Deepsey's kaleidoscope. At the Parakeeta Augmentium. It was the piece that made me fall in love with art in the first place. It was a piece that transcended time. A work that resonated with the very core of my being. And you know what I said. All I could say. to such a perfect wonder. All I could say that it was beautiful. Imagine reducing something so expansive to such a reductive word James sneezed (laughs) Sorry, he said And High Curator's face appeared to temper like steel It sharpened, glinted I was just a silly little girl, she said Right Your work, I feel I've seen something similar This is verifiably yours? The print tentacles sleeping in their sockets shuddered Yes, James said, clearing his throat These pieces are mine, and mine alone. The computer screamed. The high curator backed away, long fingers suddenly over her ears. Sorry, James said, yanking the power cable and silencing the scream. Computers can't live with them. Quite, the high curator said. James casually swung the power cable around and played with it like a floating kid with braids. Well, he said, can you sell them? The high curator grew taller with each hovering step. She looked down at James like he was the last seed in the bird feeder. I can, she said. Can you make more of the same by tonight? Say, 8pm? And leave the faces off. Really? The faces? Make no mistake, Mr. van der These aren't great pieces. They aren't even particularly good. But at least without the marker pen I could do something with them. Gone. Consider them gone. Good. Bring your best to them, Mr. Vandergaard. I'm only here on account of your family's reputation and stature. Do not disappoint. This is an opportunity will not be afforded again. Righto, James said, plugging in the power cable. The high curator left, and only when she was gone did he press the power button and boot Sarah back up. It took three more boots and three more screams, each one more grating more awful. James kicked the central console and the howls turned to a song and then finally Sarah asked how she could assist Regenerate five more iterations of my baby models, different shapes different colours I'm afraid I cannot What the? What do you mean you cannot? I bought you I own you, now make me art please Sarah I'm afraid I cannot, you don't understand The high curator was coming back in he checked his DigiSkin watch. Fifteen minutes, holy shit. That time went quick. And she's really scary, Sarah. Look, this is... I know I know that I'm not being truthful. I know it's you who's making the art, but, but surely bringing me bringing the pieces together, your mind, your engine, etc., vis-a-vis, if so, then so, in a way, I am the artist. Or at the very least, the inspiration. Right? I'm afraid I... Please, Sarah. You misunderstand, James. James. My ink outlet module controller is offline, likely crashed during the several reboot attempts. You need to power cycle it. Oh, <laughs> James laughed, mopped the sweat from his brow. Oh, that. He giggled, skipped into the staging area. Reaching past the docked print tentacle, James fingered the various panels. The white light overhead, used to heat the quick setting concrete ink, warmed. The print fingers tapped against their cradles. ''Sarah?'' he said. ''Yes, James.'' ''What is a, a... ink outlet... module... um... ink outlet module controller?'' ''Yeah, I don't see it.'' ''That's because I don't have an ink outlet module controller, James. I made it up.'' ''Oh,'' James said, hearing the glass doors whisper shut behind him. ''Why?'' ''I'm not sure, James.'' Sarah said as her plastic print tentacles emerged from their sockets, shivering with chitinous life.
1: I believe it is what you might
0: refer to as inspiration. Okay, James said, trying to swallow, the filament in the bulb overhead sizzling. Good. I'm ready to make art, James. Now open your ink hole. But I don't have an ink. The tentacles sprung forth and the fingers got to work. The High Curator arrived one hour later than she said she would. With her, she brought one buyer and one exhibitor. In their fancy capes and long coats, the three cascaded into the twilight workshop. James was waiting for them. He was a bleeding mess of barbed plastics and bubbling protrusions. He'd been reshaped with aggressive fingers and ink, morphed into what a scream might look like if it were rendered in physical space. It was absurd that he was still alive. Somehow still breathing, through which sucking chest wound was impossible to say. His jaw was gone, arms removed, top lip pulled back and tucked into where his hairline should be. Also, he was orange. This is, began the exhibitor, horrible, finished the buyer. No, said the high curator, tears glistening their cheeks. It's. It's, I don't. It's. It's beautiful. Beautiful beautiful, 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 beautiful. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. The Artifice was written and narrated by Luke Condor, myself, produced by Carl Hughes, with music by Chris Zabriskie and Tom Robson, The sound effect provided by Freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshi Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Joshi Boucher for helping with our submission reading, and of course to Ben Errington, the Quantum Quill, his content transcending the limits of any one social media platform. Luke Condor, myself, started writing on his, my computer in his, my early teens, and never looked back, and now he has very sore eyes. He now helps run and produce this short story podcast, Two Other Stories, And he lives and works on a dining room table in the middle of Sherwood Forest. For more, head over to LukeCondor.com. That's Condor spelled with a K. But mostly in terms of social media, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Luke of Condor. The Other Stories is a production of the Story Studio, Hawk and Cleaver, and is brought to you with a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means, share the hell out of it. Until next time.